Have you ever wondered why certain behaviors or comments seem to just trigger narcissists and have these intense reactions, these rage, these frustrations, all these things? Maybe you're wondering, like, what are the underlying reasons behind narcissist sensitivity to certain situations? Can you actually avoid certain triggers? And also, do you even know what some of those common triggers are? Today, we're going to dive into some of the common triggers that a narcissist has in their life to try to give you a better perspective of them, but also give you the idea of what to be able to avoid or what to know. Hey, if I press this trigger, this is what's going to happen. If you haven't already, would love to have you like, subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for being here today. If you guys are new, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations that created the NARC app and your guide in the 45-day clarity challenge that's used to help break the trauma bond, move you out of the rumination, and deal with the triggers that you're getting from the narcissist every single day. Whether you're in the relationship or out of the relationship, this is a challenge that's meant for you to help you continue to rise and grow to be the person you're called to be. So when we talk about the different triggers, we're going to talk through at least four different four different points, about eight different triggers of what's actually going on inside a narcissist when these are happening and what is going on when you might accidentally trigger them and be like, whoa, where did this even come from? Now, the first one we're going to talk about is criticism and perceived rejection. This is the whole aspect when you're trying to give feedback. When you're trying to give so uh, criticism to help this person grow or to help them in in understanding this is what's going on now criticism for narcissists feels like an attack so like anytime my wife would say hey like I, I need your help with this or or this isn't done right or can you please make sure you do it better this time that was always an attack now the one where that comes in the majority of times now is with our daughter where like I come in and I'm like, oh, like this needs to happen. And she's like, no, you're like coming across a little harsh right there. Like you need to slow this down. I still feel like, ah, oh, that's an attack. So I have to like pull back. I have to like rewire the thought process and be like, wait a second. She's not attacking me. She loves me. She cares about me. But this is what's happening. She's trying to call me out for this so I can do a better job in this area. Okay. But it feels like it. Like it's still there. Okay. It feels like, like oh, this is an attack on me. And it's not. Okay. But a narcissist wants to put her back on them. Okay. Narcissists have this aspect of having a really fragile ego and criticism, perceived rejection can be like this major trigger for them. And so like a narcissist thinks like, oh, you're going to leave me. You're going to make me look bad. You're going to take away like my mask to everybody else. You're going to reject me by walking away. It blows up. This could be anything. This could be any perceived attack on the self-image or their accomplishments can lead to this giant defensiveness this emotional outburst. This is why it's really hard because people are like, well, maybe if I communicated it differently, maybe if I said it in this tone, in this way, maybe if I phrased it this way, that they would hear it in a different way. And while I understand where you're coming from, the majority of the time it doesn't work because you can say the criticism in the harshest way and the most loving way, and it still come across wrong because of how the narcissist is perceiving it, not based on what you're doing. A lot of this has to do with what the narcissist is perceiving, how they're expressing it, how they're working through it themselves. It doesn't have to do with how much you're actually communicating it in that way. So think of it this way. Maybe you've dis- uh, expressed like dissatisfaction with your narcissist's behavior. They're like, hey, like I really don't appreciate how you've been talking to me. I really don't appreciate this one thing. Like, hey, this is something that hurts me. Like, can we work on this? And then he comes back at you and he starts reacting with anger, with hostility, Feeling like his superiority and his image are the things that are under threat. 
of like, I can't believe you'd say this. I can't believe you'd come at me this way. I can't believe and all these things. Okay. Feeling threatened, lashing back out. Then you have the second point here. You have challenges to their authority and control. Okay. Another trigger that's going to piss a lot of narcissists off is when you start to challenge their authority. When you start to stand up for yourself, this is the unique thing that when we help people to step into their power of knowing who they are, they start to pull back of the relationship and it freaks the narcissist out. It's like, what do I have to do to keep her in the relationship? Now, this is where you'll see the narcissist, quote unquote, change. This is when oftentimes a narcissist will realize the tactics that I've been using for such a long period of time are no longer working in the manipulation that I want. So therefore, I need to change it by doing the things that this person wants me to do just out of the blue and continue moving forward. And what this does is it confuses you. It makes you think, oh, now he actually cares about me because he finally changed this thing when he didn't. It was just a reaction to you actually stepping up and saying, I think we should be done. Like, I think I'm going to move on. Like, I don't think this is the place for me. This whole aspect of challenging a narcissist authority of like, wait a second, like, I think you actually did this. Feels like a call out. Feels like something that's like, wait a second, they're not in control anymore. You see, a narcissist is looking and longing for control of the situation and the person for the purpose of controlling the narrative, for the purpose of controlling the mask, for the purpose of avoiding shame. It always comes back to that. Shame is a giant piece that we're going to talk about and that you'll see there's a giant trigger for narcissists, anything that brings about the shame. So, but as we talk through challenges of their of their authority, of how it works with control and the, the dominance in the relationship, any challenge to that or attempts to set boundaries can trigger this feeling of like, I have less power over you and provoke defensive response. So sometimes you'll see this with you trying to step up and actually be like, no, I'm my own person. Like I can function autonomously in this relationship. And the narcissist is like, nope, don't want this. You're starting to make decisions independently of me. So I need to control that. I need to put you down. I need to make sure you understand that that is not acceptable. And so this is where he starts to give you the silent treatment. This is when financial abuse starts to come into play. These are when there's different things there of like, I need to do what I need to do to keep you under control, to keep you under lock and key so you understand it's all about me. Narcissistic partner oftentimes will try to respond with manipulating you, guilt tripping you, all to get back in control over you. That's the whole goal. Like control over you to control the narrative, to control the mass, to control their feelings of shame. Now, we move into the third one, which is a common trigger, is a lack of admiration, a lack of adoration. Okay, when you give them a lack of attention, like that is a, is a trigger. Narcissist thrive off of constant admiration and validation from other people looking for this in all different types of people oftentimes you'll find men that'll find other women that'll be like oh this person's actually filling up my ego bucket so let me go be with them this is how you get into cheating relationships okay when they don't receive that level of admiration that they feel like they deserve which is not true okay but they feel like they deserve they're gonna feel rejected and hurt now what i'm saying is like i want you to be very clear like what i'm saying Okay, what I'm saying is when they don't get what they want, they get upset. Not, you need to give them what they want. Okay, so make sure that you're understanding that very clear. 
Narcissists get ticked off and pissed off when they're not getting the constant communication, when they're not getting communicated by, by you every single day, or when they're not getting attention or admiration from you when they want it. Now, this doesn't mean that you get the same treatment. It doesn't mean that you get attention. It doesn't mean that you get care. It just means you have to give it to them whenever you want. That's how it works. Okay. So think of it like maybe you didn't constantly praise the partner in your life or you failed to acknowledge a certain accomplishment. Then he's like, well, I'm unappreciated. So therefore he's going to rage out. Different nuances with it, but that oftentimes we'll see. Then you have one of, the, one of the last pieces, which is exposure of their vulnerabilities, their weakness, ultimately exposing shame. Narcissists are experts at projecting an image to everybody else of strength, of invincibility, of being the best ever. And when their vulnerabilities, their weaknesses get exposed, they start to feel not just threatened, but they start to move into the land of shame. I'm like, wait a second, this is exposing me, not just saying I did something bad, but also saying I am bad. So therefore, I have to hide from this, I have to run from this, I have to do whatever I can to avoid it. And this is the piece that I would do no matter what, was just to avoid shame. Gaslighting, lying, raging, walking out, all the different pieces to try to make sure that I did not feel bad about myself. This is why I told myself the lie over and over and over that I was a good person that I love my wife, that I cared for, her, even though I was still cheating on her and hurting her. This is the fallacy that a lot of times narcissists will run into of like, I love my wife, but I'm cheating on her. It's amazing. I've had narcissists that have argued with me. They're like, but I love my wife. And I'm like, okay, if you love your wife, how did you love your wife by cheating on her and hurting her? Well, like that was just, that was just, a, that was just something that I did. Like that was just me not controlling. Okay, how is that loving? Well, I, I, I love my wife. Your actions don't show it. The evidence is not there. Sometimes people ask as well, they're like, well, how do you love your wife? And I was like, through all those times when I was cheating on her, I never did. Never showed love. Because I was unwilling to change my behavior for the benefit of someone else. I was unwilling to actually grow and develop myself to say, hey, I value you. But instead, all I looked at was I value me and what I want in the moment. Was never loving. And so now, as I continue to grow, the attributes and the aspects and the things that I do are different in regards to her because of how I show up as loving. That change is not based on her and that change is not for her. That transformation is for me to not continue to be the man that I used to be. And as a result, I show up differently. I show up loving. But that's been a process and that's been a growth all along the way. But you're going to see narcissists that get upset, that run from anything they can because they're worried about getting exposed. They're worried about being vulnerable. They're worried about being honest. Ironically, honesty is the only thing that can actually help the relationship grow and thrive. Without honesty, you have nothing. But for a narcissist, they're going to run away from honesty over and over and over again, thinking that if I run away from this, then I'll feel better about myself. If I run away from this, then I won't have to be accountable. If I run away from this, then this won't have to happen. But the hard part is it still does over and over and over. The one thing the narcissist is running away from is the only thing that actually should save them. But their unwillingness to acknowledge your feelings, to acknowledge another person's perspective, and to be honest about themselves is what will keep them stuck for a long period of time. 
Hopefully this has helped. If we missed different triggers that you want to hear more about or you want me to break down more, leave a comment down below. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on any of the other platforms. Uh, but if you haven't had a chance, I want you to go to claritychallenge.net and watch some of the testimonials. We recently uploaded some new testimonials. We've got about, I think, like seven or eight on there. Now, I want you to go through and just listen to a couple of people that have come through the Clarity Challenge and understand, is this right for you? Not for me, not for him, not for the kids. Is this right for you? To find an opportunity to get free, to move forward, to continue to grow, change, and develop the person that you're called to be.